receive from the Lord, how to receive from the Lord, just in case there are people that are still struggling within the last couple of days on how to receive from the Lord, how to receive from the Lord. Let's start by looking at Galatians chapter 3 verse 1. And I want to explain the concept of having so many days of just coming to church and hearing the word of God. You know, someone says, why do I have to come to church for so many days? You know, I, I don't want to be a pastor. I don't want to come on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. What do I want to do with all of that? Because for them, it's more like, well, you just hear Bible. So it's, it's very simple. You go to church, you pray, you read the Bible, you hear a lot of Bible things, and that is it. But listen, it's very different from that. There is a ministry there is what we call the New Testament ministry. And I want to show you what it is so that you can take note of it. You know, in the New Testament ministry, it's not just that the word is preached. No, that's not just what happens. The ministry is such that as the word is preached, what is being said happens in your life. In the Old Testament, watch this now, they had to hear the word and do something. In New Testament ministry, you don't even have to do something about the word. All you have to do is to hear and believe. And that's material for you. That's what the Bible says. The gospel of God is power. You know, some people think that, let's hear the word and pray it in right now. I mean, that's wonderful. But just hearing the word alone is, transform- is transformational. The Bible says, the gospel of God is the power of God unto salvation. Someone say, where is the power of God? In the gospel. That's why First Corinthians says that it pleased God by the preaching of the gospel. It's about the, is it, the, is it, is it about the preaching? Is it the foolishness of preaching the gospel is the power of God? So, as you sit down, so someone says, well, I have cancer. Very simple. He says, I need prayers. Maybe you think you need prayers. What I would recommend is this, get materials. Christian materials, godly materials on Bible healing. Just sit down there and start hearing. Glory to God. Just sit down there and start hearing. And as you hear what happens to you, you're just going to find out that you're healed. Because the Bible says that the gospel is the power of God. I said, keep playing. I never said stop. Just keep playing. What? They took your sound. Okay. Is that why it's going that way? Maybe I should use this one. Glory to God. So the Bible says the gospel is the power of God. Let me show you some quick things. Glory to God. So, so, so Galatians chapter 3 verse 1. Let's read this together. The Bible says all foolish Galatians. Okay, so why were they foolish? Because they are started off in a very good way and they took off in the flesh. So the Bible says, oh foolish Galatians. The Bible says, oh foolish Galatians, what bewitched you that you should not be the truth? Before whose eyes Christ was clearly um, crucified, Christ was betrayed, portrayed amongst you as crucified. Verse 2. The Bible says, this I want to learn from you. He said, so Paul is asking the question right now. He said, this I want to learn from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by what? He said, how did you receive... See, let me tell you, the biggest blessing of God apart from Christ is the Spirit. So, if the biggest blessing of God was received by hearing, then when you believe God for a car, for a promotion, for an increase, for protection, those are smaller things because the little ones are included in the bigger one. And he says... This big one, how did you get it? You got it by the hearing of faith. As a matter of fact, you know what the Bible said one time in Luke chapter 5? Bible says, as Jesus Christ preached and the power of God was present to you. You know what's going to find out, what's going to happen to you after the service? You're going to jump out my God, I had a long song where I'm never even sure when it was healed. One lady sent me a testimony. He said, that, he, said, I, he said, I was just watching the service online. Uh, you know, I'm never sure if I prayed in the service. He said, I, but I, I was really feeling very sick. But I was just here, just watching. She's in, the, she's in the U.S. He said, I was just watching. How does that happen? Because as the word of God is preached, see, in the New Testament, see, hallelujah, in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, the letter kill it. But in the New Testament, the Spirit giveth life. So, as the word is being spoken, there is enough life contained in that word. See, it's like germs. You know, when 
germs comes on you, it makes people sick. But those, it's, that's life in the negative. But when life comes in the positive, the same way germs make you sick in the physical, life in the positive makes you prosper. Life in the possible makes you go farther. Life in the possible makes you excel. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. See what the Bible says here. Back to the scripture. He says, how did you receive the spirit? Because sometimes when you're in a service like this, I'm like, I'm waiting for the moment. Brothers and sisters, this is the moment. This is the moment. As you're hearing the word, there is a transmission. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Because I'm like, no, no, there was, you know, I, I didn't feel something. This is the moment. He says, he that received the spirit was, was it by doing something? No. He said it was by hearing. Listen, all you have to do sometimes is just to sit down and hear. Creflodola was diagnosed of cancer maybe about 10 or 15 years ago. I don't know if you heard the story. And Creflo said this in a personal conversation. He said, when I was diagnosed of cancer, Brakato Brahisa Patalamande, there was a lady. You, the first time you've had series of miscarriages and you have not been able to get pregnant. The first time you had your miscarriage, I see you in the spirit actually. You began to discuss with your husband because he, he was, he thought you were troubled and you were like, no, 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 no. That's okay, I'm going to get pregnant again. But unfortunately, since after the time you've not been able to get pregnant, I, I will want to pray for you at some point. Where are you? Will you lift up your hands? I will want to pray for you at some point. Will you just, by a show of hands, anywhere you are. You don't have to come out right now. When it's time to pray for you, I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you with other people to come. Any, where, where's the person? If you're lifting up your hands and I can't say it, that means I cannot see you. You know, it's a large crowd, so you have to put the hands a little above your head. Thank you. You can put it down. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for pointing out. It's a lot of people, so sometimes you can't see at once. So I'm, I'm going to come pray for you. There's another lady you call Victoria, and you have a particular, your, your name is Victoria, you have a particular ailment. Just check your body, and as I'm speaking, you're being healed by the power of God. Yeah. Let me tell you, tonight is a very special night, just in case you didn't know. Tonight and tomorrow, very powerful night. Very powerful night. Very powerful night. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I, I, I'm just, you know, I'm just flowing the Spirit. Back to the scripture, verse 3. He says, are you so foolish? Haven't begun in the spirit. What was the beginning of the spirit? The hearing of faith. Are you struggling with an addiction? Someone says, you know, I, I get all these text messages, pastor. I'm struggling with pornography, with masturbation. I don't know how to stop. I've tried and tried. That's the problem. Because you want to, you want to what? You are trying to be made perfect by the flesh. You are trying to stop and trying to stop and trying to stop. God says, it's not by the work of the flesh. How do you stop? By the hearing of faith. What do you hear? You need to hear teachings that remind you that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That would the Son of God have set free is free indeed that now there's therefore no condemnation to them who are in Christ because we have been set free from the law of sin and of death and sin will not have dominion over us because we are not under the law but we are under grace if you believe say amen, amen. the thing is this instead this is the problem with the church this is the problem with the church watch the church now the church says when you feel sick confess you're strong. Yes or no? When you feel poor, confess you're rich. Yes or no? But when you sin, confess what? Confess your sins. It's funny. Because when you feel poor, confess you're rich. When you feel sick, confess you're healed. When you sin, confess you're righteous. So the reason why we have gone into a cycle of sin it's because every time we sin, we keep confessing the sin. Instead of us confessing the righteousness of God we have in Christ Jesus. You know why? The more you confess you are righteous, the more the image of righteousness is built inside of you. And once the image is built inside of you, you begin to behave with the image on the inside. You don't have a sin problem, you have an identity problem. So 
Someone says, Pastor, I've been trying to get a job. I need a financial miracle. The Bible says, how do you get a financial miracle? By the hearing of faith. You just sit down and hear and, and get scriptures and the hearing. It's not as though as you hear faith is coming because you have faith already. But as you hear, the faith inside is activated to the highest capacity. By the hearing of faith. Sometimes all you have to do is just to sit down. Someone says, where is that in the Bible? Act chapter 10, the Bible says, as Peter spoke, the Holy Ghost fell. How did the Holy Ghost fell? By the hearing of faith. As Peter spoke, the Holy Ghost fell. There was just a falling. Someone says, why? Because in the New Testament, the the power of God is in the Word. It's close together. I'm going to show you in a moment. But let's keep with with the scripture. Let's go. Let's go, sir. He says, having begun in the spirit, you are now being made perfect by the flesh. So, how do you begin? Someone says, I want to start this thing spiritually. The way you start in the spirit is by hearing of faith. And that's why there are certain things I've heard in this conference. I I have to put a program in which I can keep hearing them. I'm telling you, you know why? Some of you, God starts you out in the spirit. There's a business started by the spiritual inspiration. Then you begin to want to perfect it by your mental sense. Show me the scripture. It's just, it's a flaw of power tonight. Just, she's just enjoying herself with the Holy Spirit. Are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Verse 4. Have you suffered so many things in vain? If indeed it was in vain. Verse 5. See, watch this now. Therefore, he who supplies the spirit to you and work miracles amongst you, does he do it by the works of the law? Or by what? The hearing of faith. He said, the one that does miracles, the one that wants miracles, the one that wants the impossible, he said, how does it happen? He said, just by the hearing of faith. Just by the hearing of faith. You know what I'm telling you this tonight? Because just by hearing the word, there's a flow. Just by hearing the word, there's what? There's a flow. Look at what the Bible says. Let me, let, let me, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. Glory to God. See what the Bible says here. (laughs) Verse 5. Let's start from verse 5. The Bible says, now that we are, Bible says, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything of ourselves. That Bible says, we're not that important. It said, as being from ourselves, it says, but our sufficiency is of the Lord. The next verse, please just keep going. Who has made us sufficient as ministers of the New Testament? Hey, it says, <laughs> who has made us, no, 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 this is not what I wanted. I wanted to, I wanted to say, where well, he made us able ministers. Is this another translation? What? 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 Okay, please, can you just stick with King James for me? Please, just stick with King James, except I say so. The Bible says, who has made us able ministers? See, the word ministers there is, is, can also be translated dispenser. You know what a dispenser is? It said in the New Testament, the ministers are dispensers. What does a dispenser mean? A dispenser does not carry anything. A dispenser doesn't even, you don't even buy a dispenser with water. But whatever you put into the dispenser is released at the same time. Uh, are you getting me tonight? So you know what he's saying? He says, as ministers, li- listen to me, I- I'm just a dispenser, praise God. I-, I don't even have anything, but the anointing is running through me. So if it's promotion you need, you can plug in. If it's an increase you need, you can plug in. If it's a healing you need, you can plug in. If it's a child you need, you can plug in. He has made us 
see what it says. He has not just made us the strength. says able. Able means the ability to produce results. Able ministers. Glory to God. Able ministers of the New Testament. So, well, I said all that to just let you know that as the word of God is going on tonight, you will just discover, you know, uh, I mean, I wish I could get you my phone. A lady just sent me a mail before I came just now. He said, Pastor, just to let you know that the things are working. I said, what do you mean? He said, I have a, I know her personally in church. He said, I have a training school where I train for interior decoration. He said, just to let you know, the government has approved my school and will be sending students and the government will be paying for them. He said that this is a multi, this is like a huge and humongous bill. But do you know the thing? When we're preaching in church, we didn't mention someone's training school. But as a dispenser, if that's what you want to pull out, you receive it. If that's what you want to pull And that's why I said at the beginning of the service, I said the protocol of the kingdom is that there must be asking. So you can't just come into this meeting and be like, well, I'm just going to, whatever God is going to, is going to do. No, it doesn't work that way. It says, it says, what do you want me to do for you? Brother in the t-shirt, you, 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 you used to be in protocol, yeah? Step. So there are questions concerning the future and the way that you should go. Because there are many opportunities and many inclinations in front of you. And you're just thinking, which of them will I establish my feet in? I see there have been losses in time past. But this is how you know where to go. You know, you know what I'm talking about right now? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. This is how you know where to go. The Spirit of God will begin to lead you from within. You will feel a drawing, even though it might not be your natural inclination. But as you yield to it, you will feel a pull and a drawing. And then you will know this is where the Spirit of God is leading me. And as you walk in that path, you will discover that prearranged. Thank you, Lord. You are going to come across. I see a white man. I see a black man. Two people you're going to come across. And they're going to be instrumental in very... I don't know if you... Okay. Thank you, Lord. You've actually met one of them, but there have not been anything significant. So there's going to be an activation on your behalf for these two people into that fresh journey. Praise God. Yeah. There's going to be an activation on your behalf into that fresh journey. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So, someone says, so how do I receive? That's where I'm going to. Because I say, how, how, how to receive? How do I receive? Just by the hearing of faith. What's the hearing of faith? I'm actively hearing and allowing the word of God to put faith in my spirit. I'm allowing the word of God to stir up something in my spirit. How do I receive? The second way I receive is this. I receive based on what Christ has done, not my efforts. Let me tell you something. The biggest hindrance to people receiving what God has provided is that we want to receive it by our merits. And the biggest weapon Satan gives against you is it tells you why you don't want it. He will talk, for example, as God is moving tonight, the devil says, you can't have a miracle. How can you have a miracle? Do you know the kind of terrible person you are? So, as you're sitting down here right now, you know, one part of you say, Father, I want him to call, to just, I want you to reach out to me. And one part says, reach out to you, really? Really? If the pastor tells you what is in your heart right now, will you be happy about it? And, and all those things, all those things are there. Listen to me. We are not blessed based on what we've done. We are blessed based on what Christ has done. In the Old Testament, this is what happens in the Old Testament. And this is the concept of the forgiveness and remission that we have. In the Old Testament, when a man sins, what happens is that he brings an animal, an, an offering, a life animal, a lamb. He brings it to the high priest. When he brings the lamb to the high priest, but, 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 please come, sir. But I will. When he brings the lamb to the high priest, watch this, I'm the high priest. Once he brings his lamb, this is your lamb, give me your phone. Once he brings his lamb, the high priest ignores him because now when it comes to the issue of sin offering, he's no longer relevant. 
what is important is what he has brought. The high priest, it may be ugly, it may be not fine, it may be anything. The high priest begins to consider his offering. And as far as the offering is okay, he's accepted. You know what I'm saying, so? It's not about who you are, what you do, or what you don't do. There is a lamb that died and was accepted 2,000 years ago. That's why the Bible says in the book of John chapter 29, when John saw Jesus, what did John call Jesus? He said, behold the lamp of God that taketh away the sins of the world. You know what God is saying? God is saying that I'm not responding to you based on what you are doing. I'm not responding to you based on your prayer. I'm responding to you based on the lamp. And listen, it's not just a lamp. It's the perfect lamp of God. You Listen to me. Some of you are trying to, to complete what Christ has done. You cannot complete what is finished. When he hung on the cross, the last thing he said, well, the last thing he said, he said, it is finished. There is no more offering than this. He said, it is finished. You cannot complete what is finished. If God said it's finished, then it is finished. If God said it's over, then it is over. And so, when I come onto the throne of grace, listen to me. The problem is this. Many of you have the older son's problem. The older son in the prodigal story. The older son said, Father, I've served you for many years. Don't I deserve that thing? Once you have that mentality, you will not be able to enter into your fullness because it's something you have to work for. But when you remember that it's not about me, it's about what he has done, we can come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy in time of need. Somebody say, Amen. Say with me, say, I'm not qualified for a miracle, but I deserve one because of Christ. You know what happens most of the time? Most of us allow Satan to mess with us. He says, no, 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 no. you don't deserve for God to touch you. You know, some of you, 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 are, you come into a service like this and you're really hungry for God. And at that point, you know what Satan does? He begins to remind you of 1,000 things you've done. Why God should not touch you. And you know what that does? Satan is the one that uses guilt and condemnation. You know why? Because, watch this, Satan is very smart. So, as the teaching of the word of God is going on right now, he brings guilt and condemnation to your heart that distracts you from the hearing of faith. All of a sudden, you leave the service the same, not because there was no power there, but all through the service, the accuser of the brethren was busy working on your mind. You need to tell the devil, close shop, I know that Jesus has suited me out. Glory to God. Oh my God. He said, let's come boldly to the throne of grace. That this is very powerful. You, 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 don't, you don't understand. Someone says, Pastor, you're making it so easy. It's, listen, someone says, but God is angry with me. God is angry with my sin. Listen to me. <laughs> Can I blow it to you? God is not even angry with your sin. Because according to the Bible, sin has been dealt with. Someone says, what do you mean? When Jesus Christ, when I said Jesus was a perfect sacrifice, in the Old Testament, they also offered lambs. But the problem was this, the lambs could not take away sins. The lambs will cover sins for a moment. But in the New Testament, the lamb, there's a lamb that taketh away the sins of the world. See, it, the, the sacrifice is complete. This is the best picture of saying it. In the Old Testament, remember that all scripture testifies of him in the book of John. In the Old Testament, Elijah did an altar. And when he did an altar, because Israel had backslidden, he did an altar. And the fire of God fell. And when the fire of God fell, what happened? The fire of God consumed the sacrifice, consumed the altar, and licked up all the water behind it. What does that tell us? In the Old Testament, the sacrifice was not enough for God's judgment. So when the judgment of God fell, the sacrifice could not, it was too small. Because that's why none of the sacrifice remained. But in the New Testament, on that same, on that same mountain, Jesus was offered. And when the, when the punishment of God came on Jesus for the first time, he said, my God, Eli, Eli, 
Lamat Sabatini, meaning, my God, my God, why has that forsaken me? You know why? Because the judgment of God came upon him. He was no longer a son to God. He was now sin to God. He didn't commit sin, but he took your sin. The same way he took my sin, I took his righteousness. This is the principle of substitution. He became what I was, that I may become what he is. That's what the Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. So as God sees him, so am I in this world. But guess what? When the sacrifice fell on Calvary, Jesus remained. It was not consumed. Showing that what? In the New Testament, the sacrifice is more than God's judgment. Glory to God. The sacrifice is more than God's judgment. In the Old Testament, they were always in negative. They were always in negative. In the New Testament, we were born with positive. You know what I'm saying this right now? Guilt and condemnation is the reason why people don't stand for Christians a long time. There's a reason why. You know why? Because guilt and condemnation is powerful. Because when you see Satan says that you are no good, you are not really a Christian. And the more you listen, listen to this. Listen, Satan is not really interested in sin. He's only interested in what he can use sin to do in your life. He, the, the opportunity that sin gives him to talk to you. Because he uses, he uses, he uses that, that feeling, that, that, that feeling to take advantage of you. But for the love of God. For the grace of God. So, sin and condemnation are weapons in the hands of Satan. That's why the Bible calls him primarily an accuser of the brethren. Did you also notice that it's not just an accuser of the brethren? If you allow him, it will take advantage. Oh, yeah, he will take advantage. Sometimes you hear a Christian says, the Holy Spirit is convicting me of sin. The Holy Spirit doesn't do such. The Bible says in John chapter 14, it says, the Spirit convicts of sin. And it qualifies it. It says, the Spirit convicts the world. We are not the world of sin. What sin? It says it of not believing in me. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says, even if your conscience feels weak, it says, God is greater than your conscience. Because sometimes you've received forgiveness. But. And and you know the reason why many people cannot open up when they do the wrong thing? Because they walk in shame, guilt. They cannot even open up. And that's why they stay in it for a long time. Because they cannot even open up. But if they remember, this is not who I am. What I'm doing is not who I am. They'll be looking for how to get it out. But the reason why they cannot open up is this. They think that this is who I am and I'm trying to become somebody else. Listen to me. There's a difference between a saint that sins and a sinner that is a sinner. Should I show you something? I pray you're able to receive this. Colossians chapter 2 verse 13. I pray you're able to receive this. This is powerful. Oh, look at this. And you've been dead in your sins and the unforgiveness of your flesh or uncircumcision of your flesh had he quickened together with him. Having forgiven you all trespasses. The next verse, please. Watch this now. He says, blotting out what? The handwriting of ordinance. What is that? What is that? Don't spiritualize. That's the Ten Commandments. Just don't. It says, it says, what did God do? God says, I cancel the Ten Commandments. He says, what do you mean? You are not even under the Ten Commandments. Someone says, Pastor, this is going to go wrong now. Listen, you know the problem? When God gave the commandment, it was not to make you righteous. It was to reveal how sinful you were. Because, because before the commandment came, man did not know they were sinful. 
Because what's the what's sin? Standard. That's the, that, that's the word sin. Standard. So God said, this is my standard. Before that time, someone would just commit adultery. Why do you think that? The, peop, the midwives, because the midwives of Egypt lied to Pharaoh that they were killing the, the sons of Egypt. And in response to their lie, God blessed them. Because as of that time, lying was doing sin. Lying was doing sin. So, it's, it's us reading backward that thing they lied. Then, there was nothing called lying. So, what the Lord did was to raise a standard. And as the Lord raised his standard, see, the law was not meant to make us perfect. It was meant to reveal the sinful. So, when God raised the standard, so that you will see that, my God, I can't help myself. And voluntarily, voluntarily you will come to Christ for help. That's what the law was meant to do. That's what the Bible called the law a school teacher. Now you can help yourself. You can help yourself. You know, unfortunately now, many people are still striving to keep the law. The truth is this. When you walk in Christ and his love, you will keep the law ultimately. You know what? To show that the law was not meant to be kept, but to reveal the sinfulness of men, as soon as God gave them the Ten Commandments, which one did they break first? The first one. Thou shalt have no other God beside me. Paul said, I was dead without the law. But when the law came, what happened? Sin activated. It's because sin is a weapon. Sorry, the law is a weapon in the hands of Satan. Let me show you. I know, I know you're going to see it now. Look at this. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinance that was against us. Bible says it was contrary to us. He took it out of the way. Listen to me. When they say handwriting of ordinance, someone says, um, someone says, no, 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 those are not the laws of Moses. Those are ceremonial laws. Ah, uh-uh. ah. Only the laws of Moses was written by God by hand. The ceremonial laws were written on parchments. You read the Bible. He says this. And he took it out of the way. What did he do? Nailing it to the cross. Look at the next verse. Keep going now. And having what? And what? Did you notice it spoke about the power of Satan in conjunction to the law? And say, the way Satan works at people is this. He uses the law, the guilt, and the condemnation as powers to waken people. Watch this now. I can do something wrong. But because I know that's not me, when I do something wrong, my approach is like, oh, I'm so sorry. This is what I did that was wrong. But a thief cannot reveal that he's a thief because he knows that he's what? A thief. So when you see a Christian hiding an addiction, it's because he's not convinced of who he is. Because you're like, this is not me. I, I can, I'm more than this. This is not me. That revelation, that revelation helps you. This is not me. But, but the reason why you're hiding is that you're dealing, and listen to me, when you hide, you deal with guilt and condemnation. It's all roped together. And watch it now. Once you have guilt and condemnation, you, keep, you get getting deeper. It's like someone that is sinking in a sinking sand. He keeps sinking deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and you are no more. But why am I saying this tonight? Because Satan's major weapon against us is guilt and condemnation. The the woman that committed adultery to Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ was in the temple, was the temple floor. Of course, um, the movie said that he wrote on sand. Of course, that's rubbish because, you know, there's no sand in the temple floor. It's really about, it's like granite on the temple floor, you know. And when they said that he committed adultery, just guys bent down and began to write on the stone. And he lifted up his head and he said, he that had not sinned, let him cast the first stone. Let me tell you something. If they were very smart, you were talking to Jesus Christ and he was writing on the stone, what was he telling you? The one that wrote the commandments is the one you are talking to, writing on the stone again. 
He said, the one that wrote the stone the first time, I'm the one here writing on the stone. So he said, he that had no sin, stone, stone her first. Bible says, from the oldest to the youngest. You know why? Because the older you, the older you grow in religion, the more conscious you are of your sin. The younger one commits more sin, but they are not conscious of it. But the older you grow, because the more you know, the more you know sin. From the oldest, they just packed their load and moved. You know what Jesus Christ said? Jesus looked at the woman. He says, where are thy what? Accusers. What was he trying to say? He was trying to say this. The one that has the right to stone you is the one that had no sin, which is me. Because it was only Jesus that had no sin. He says, but watch what he says. He says, neither do I condemn you. Someone says, what's the balance between grace and sin? This is the balance. I don't condemn you. Rather, I empower you. And say, go! And sin no more. You know what's killing the church today? The church is a bunch. Could be the church, not I mean, people in the church are a bunch of hypocrites. Instead of us to not condemn but empower, we call, watch what we do. We, we, we empower. No, no, no. What do we do? We condemn first, and now empower. And that's why when people struggle in church, everybody's hiding. Everybody's hiding. The one that got pregnant in church is the topic of discussion. What about the one, other ones that got pregnant and took out the babies? But that's not. But that's what we're going to like. What we're going tonight is this: the impact of guilt and condemnation. So watch this. So when you're praying, some of you are still struggling from the fact that you did an abortion 14 years ago. Some of you cannot open up because all of a sudden those things become a weapon in the hands of God to attack your mind, to attack your righteousness. As a matter of fact, one time you had a prophecy. As you went to stand up to prophesy, say that say you, you, you have prophecy. You, you have prophecy. Go and disgrace yourself. Oh yeah, stand up, go and disgrace yourself. <laughs> Respectfully, you sat down. You know why some of you don't speak in tongues here? Say that thing. If everybody received the Holy Ghost, do you think I received the Holy Ghost? Because every time, I'm showing what it does. So, the greatest hindrance to your spiritual journey is sin, is the guilt, is the sin consciousness. Because sin has been dealt with, it's just the consciousness he used on you. And that's the same reason. See, this is the same token because if you understand that what I have is of the blessing of Christ, this is the same token. When men and women become rich in the church, they start growing nuts. I've seen it everywhere. Once they become very comfortable, very wealthy, they start acting crazy. The reason is this. You know what the reason is? Because the church has taught erroneously. The reason why God blessed you is what you have done. And now that they are rich and there's nothing to do again to become richer, so they now start doing what they did not do before to cover for the lost days. Because all the while, they were trying to be righteous to get God's blessing. So now that they are rich, they have gotten God's blessing. They cannot do what they didn't do before because now they are secured in their blessing. But what's the Bible teaching? You are blessed. You don't have to do anything to get the blessing because when Christ died, listen to me, will you receive revelation? When he died, he died for our sins. Yes or no? Second question. Why did he die on the cross? Shopa. Shopa. <laughs> Say I received revelation. When he died. But he didn't have to die on the cross. He could, have, he could have been shot. He could have been spared. But why did he die on the cross? Because the Bible said, Cursed is any man that hangs on the tree. So, when he died, he died for our sins. But by dying on the cross, he took our curses. So, he became a curse that we might become blessed. So, the reason why we are blessed is not because of what we did, but because he died.
side of the tree. The tree is the sign that my curse has been dealt with. Someone says, I have generational curses. I don't know what that means because he died on the cross. Someone says, I have poverty curses. I don't know what that means because he died on the cross. Someone says, we have a, we have a personal curse. I don't know what that means because he died on the cross. He died on the cross that I might be the blessed of the Lord. He didn't do anything that deserves a curse. But for my sake, he picked up the curse. And for his sake, I picked up the blessing. Glory to God. That's why he died on the cross. That's why he died on the cross. See, let me tell you something. Every time I see, so every time I see the cross, I'm like, my God, you didn't just die for the forgiveness of my sin. The Bible says, cursed is anyone that hangs. He had to deal with sin and the curse that came as a result of sin. So it's amazing because even the died on the cross was symbolic. Is sickness a curse? Yes or no? Is that not the reason why in the Old Testament when they got sick, Moses told them, look at the tree. What is the tree? Look at him in your future carrying your curses. And as they looked, listen to me, I say in the Old Testament, they had to do something. They had to look. They had to practice something. In the New Testament, we don't have to do anything that to hear. It's a hearing of faith. You know I'm saying that to you tonight? As I'm preaching to you, some of you are getting contracts. As I'm preaching to you, some of you are getting promotions. I'm telling you, as I'm get, preaching to you, some breakthroughs are just entering into your life. Someone say, how can you do that? By the hearing of faith. By the hearing that you are no longer cursed, that you are blessed. By the hearing of faith. By the hearing of faith. By the hearing. This is Holy Ghost power moving. By the hearing of faith. Because as the word of God is preached, the Bible says it confirms his words with signs and wonders. Miracle working power working in the place. Someone says, I suffer addiction. By the hearing of faith, you have been set free from addiction. Because he who the son of man set free. He's free indeed. Sin shall not have dominion over me because I'm not under the law. I'm under grace. Hallelujah. I'm not in bondage to any habit. I'm not in bondage to an addiction. I've been set free by the power in Jesus. It's a hearing of faith. It's a hearing of faith. It's a hearing of, and that's how we're here all the week because I just is a hearing of faith. Let me tell you something. If you are sick in your body, just to check it. Just say, wow, wow. I couldn't move this leg before. Wow. It's been healed. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. It's a hearing of faith. Here's a hearing of You couldn't move your neck. Just been, if a son's neck pain had just been healed, actually. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. He just moved. Wow. wow. <laughs> a chest condition be healed by the power of God. The big, so how do I receive from the Lord? By realizing what I receive a good way to say it is this. Pastor Deji goes to, we have an iPhone store here, right? There's someone like a shop right, right? An iPhone store. Pastor goes to an iPhone store and buys an iPhone and they say, um, he says, but I'm not buying it for me because I have an iPhone already. I'm buying it for my friend. It mentions my name. And when she says, can you come back and pick it? He comes, I go, I go and pick it. He gives me the receipt. He says, let's come with the receipt. When I get there with the receipt, it doesn't matter how I look. It doesn't matter who I know or who I don't know. The fact that someone has paid for it cancels all that negotiation. You may not like me. You may feel as if I'm not an, I should not be an iPhone user. You may feel as if, is it iPhone the next thing in my life? You may feel as if this guy is a useless guy. You may feel as if this guy is a nonsense guy. But listen, it's not about what you feel. It's about the fact that it's paid for. Praise God. This is already paid for. This is already paid for. Brothers and sisters, your healing is paid for. Your marriage is paid for. Your children are paid for. Your promotion is paid for. Your job is paid for. Your kids are paid for. Your home is paid for. Everything you desire is paid for. If you believe, say amen. Glory to God. So, when I get there, I'm not going to feel like, I'm so sorry. What am I going to feel? Whatever. No matter how I want you to look at me. Did I say that you, you, you think you can get a miracle? You think that God really loves you? It's not about me, Satan. Someone paid for it. 
come to realize that the person that God loves the most, he said, this is my beloved son, nothing more than Jesus. But on that cross, he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? You know why? He forsook him that he may love me. Jesus was forsaken that I might be loved. On that cross was a divine exchange. On that cross was a divine exchange. On that cross was a divine exchange. See, the point, the, the point is this. Christians, we're trying too much. We're trying too much. Now we have to see a therapist because we're suicidal. We have to see this because we're going through that. We're trying too much. What do you have to do? By the hearing of faith. Let me tell you something. One of the biggest habits you could cultivate in your Christian life is to listen to the word of God. I'm telling you the truth. One of the biggest habits you could cultivate. Let me just ask. How many of you have checked your bodies so far and you found out that you were healed? The pain left. Anybody? You've checked already. I said check. Over there. God bless you, my sister. What was wrong, my sister? Tell me. Was this something you can say out loud? Oh, you also were healed? So what happened? Tell me. What? Your ulcer. You just feel the ulcer pain left. What about you, my sister? What, what did she say? You came with a sultra. The sultra to heal. Remember, we've not even spoken to sickness or disease, but the Bible says the gospel is the power of God. Listen to me. The same way the power is entering their body, he's entering your businesses. He's entering your careers. He's entering your finances. He's entering your home. That same power of the Holy Ghost. That same power of the Holy Ghost. He's destroying addictions. In the name of Jesus. Come. No, in black. The lady beside you. Come. You know, when I, lady, I, I didn't know who passed under the power, but in the spirit when I was praying this morning, I saw I, I, I saw that I should pray for her. Let me show you. But I will come. Come and read my book. God told me things that were going to happen in the service. I don't know if you can see it. You saw. But can you see this? Like C-H-O-I-R? Yes. So, if, I, because I don't really know her name, and the Lord said that yeah, you have to pray for her. You know, because I wrote about eight things here. God has shown me things already, so we're just moving in in the supernatural. Come, will an usher come with them? Come with her. <laughs> We've never prayed. You can see the power of God hitting us strongly. So, so can I begin to minister right now? While she's trying to come up, there's a lady. You were told that you will never marry. See, let me tell you something. That I, you know, we don't have anything to prove yet. Some of you might not want to come out. It doesn't really matter. Will you come so that we'll pray for you? Where are you? Will you wave your hands? You were told that you will never marry. You were told that before now. And now it's becoming... You Come, come, my sister, come. Will you play all the glory of your presence? Do you have a saxophone here? Yeah. Sister, what, what, you know what the Lord told me to tell you? I saw you in the spirit. He said, you've had encounters before. But that's because everything is leading to something in the future. He said, but from this moment onward, it will become clearer. So that you can work in the full manifestation of God's divine plan for your life. Power of the Holy Ghost. Power of the Holy Ghost. Lift up your hands, everybody. Just worship him. You, you can sit down. I'll tell you when to stand up. No, no, no. As you sit down, the Lord is touching you. Don't worry, the Lord is touching you. The person I'm talking, the lady I'm, is white, wearing white. Yeah. Yeah. There is a man in this place. On what you're wearing, there's some element of that, that's white. I see white. You took a loan for a business. And the business went bad, and now you're in a huge debt. Where are you? Will you will you come? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a man. Don't don't worry, lady. It's a man I'm talking about. It's a man. It's a man that was revealed to me because I when I saw him, he's wearing blue. So I said the person I saw is wearing white.
there's, there's a man that is being healed right now. Um, I, I see your name in the spirit. I don't see the full thing. I, I see AJA. So that's all I just see. That's part of your name. You are being healed right now. I see A A J A. You are being healed. You are being healed right now. You are being healed. I don't know what condition it is, but do what you could not do before. The power of God is coming upon you. The power of God is coming upon you. All of you outside, I want to explain something to you. Play lower for a minute. Play lower for a minute. Let me explain something called the ability of the Spirit to you. The ability of the Spirit. Because that's what will be released on you. It's called the ability of the... That's the way to describe the anointing. When you have a phone, you have a phone? When you have a phone, this is a phone. What I see, you know what happens? It's, it's dead. It has all the functions, but the vital functions cannot work. But when you put a sim inside, what happens? All the functions that could not work before comes alive. Is that not true? That is what the ability of the spirit is. Certain things in your life can work on the spirit it takes inside. That's what the ability does. All of a sudden, you are now able because of the... So, so someone says, how will I recover the loan? Once the ability of the spirit comes in, you will know how to recover it. See, if this phone, if you call a phone without a SIM card, can it ring? Why? It has no ability to ring. There's no ability to ring. You know what's going to happen eventually? Once you just put the SIM card inside, the phone is going to have what? An ability to ring. Why is it going to have an ability to ring? The reason is simple. Because a SIM is inside. Once the ability of the Holy Spirit comes into you, He just ring. He just get married. He just pay the debt off. He just prosper beyond it. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Everybody wave your hands towards heaven and let's pray.